Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Andrew Mean, joined by Brian Brushwood. Ahoy, ahoy! Justin Robert Young. What's up, nerds? <laughs> Mr. Bryce Castillo. Uh, thank you for having me on your podcast. <laughs> so uh, I just shared this with everybody right before I went to go click on some notes from previous shows. And in a previous episode, we mentioned a Google image that captured an aerial image of a one of the stealth bombers. I didn't realize this. I saw this URL and I just clicked on it to open up a map. And I'm like, why am I looking at a farm? There's nothing there. Well, the stealth bomber got extra stealthy because it ain't there no more. Uh, Matt, it's it's really made me uncomfortable. We've we've talked a little bit about this um, uh, in the uh, Homo Deus book uh, from Harari. Uh, he talks about uh, the the almost religious belief that everything could be saved with data. But now I'm increasingly paranoid that um, uh, as I see podcasts change, where they used to have two hosts and now they just have one host and and uh, uh, satellite footage and all that stuff. It's like I'm, I'm increasingly uh, irrationally paranoid about trusting what I see on the Internet at all. Well, I, I think part of, you know, especially our generation, a generation that lived without the, the kind of fully formed World Wide Web and then grew to have it become a, a more, more and more important part of their lives, the, the thing that we, I think, very much above anything else were, became fascinated with the internet uh, for was the fact that it could save everything. Like if you think of the things that really, really moved the needle, including like Gmail, Gmail's idea was like, never delete an email because kids, we used to have to do that on Hotmail. It used to say, sorry, your inbox your is full. maximum amount of correspondence memory. Delete these things. Uh, and with that, I think we are also now even more horrified by the idea of like, oh, wait, Things I thought were saved forever now can change. And it's like, I think we all know that it's possible, but uh, it doesn't, doesn't make it not spooky. There's, there are some things it makes me wish much harder that I had documented in the moment because they don't seem terribly remarkable when you see them. Uh, uh, I did a, a country music tour with big name acts and I won't say which of the big name acts it was Betty White but they uh, uh, had a video screen and there was you know I I watched the show 25 times and uh, on the video screen in the middle of a mix there was one moment where and I know it was I am certain it was a lark I am certain it is not sinister I also am certain it did not work but so they had inserted one frame of buy a blank blank t-shirt uh and uh uh, uh oh. and i'm like that's that straight up uh subliminal advertising uh, like they're trying that and i'm like that's wild and then i would tell everyone else on on the bus and they were like no that's not true that's not true and i one at a time brought them all over i was like here watch watch and uh uh and i'm like three two one and what and they were like Oh my God! It, it, one of those things like once you knew to, to look, you saw it, it, you saw yeah. it right? Mm-hmm. And uh, look, I'm on the tour. I don't want to mess anything up. It never occurred to me to document it, but now 
there's nobody who has any reason to believe my story at all. Including me, Fibber. <laughs> How dare you defile the good name of Betty White? <laughs> no, no, I, I really wish that I had bothered to capture video and hold on to it. I, there's a similar thing. Like when I was in high school, I was following these bands overseas and they had like scandals and stuff and members left the, the group for what were like, no, like obviously like she has a boyfriend, so they kicked her out of the group. But a lot of that, a lot of the details have been washed away from the internet. And so it's just, there was a report of something, but she, they ended up, like a lot of stuff has got, a lot of the edges have softened over time because that was in a semi uh, ephemeral state. A lot of those news articles are not uh, around anymore. And like, so it's, it's, I'm not crazy. That really yeah, happened. And, she and, had and an affair. I, I think, I think that there's some stuff with that, that is like, um, a little bit, almost even more worrisome in our in our modern era. Like, there, uh, uh, the Washington Post got in trouble for uh, altering some of their stories, uh, specifically about the Steele dossier, which was the basis of a lot of the Russian uh, uh, investigation and and hubbub during the Trump presidency. And they had written a lot of stuff. I believe they won a Pulitzer because of it. Uh, and they went and changed some of their articles without having a note on it normally you have a note on it right uh, and the previous version said and because they recently pulled out of uh lexus nexus which is a you know even if the, it, the, it, if the tool yeah it is like the tool to find old archive stuff that you can only now get those old versions of the article if you are on this other proprietary, it's like a Dow Jones thing that has less uh, 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 subscribers than, than LexisNexis has. But it's like, and then they really got raked over the coals for it, at least inside journalism. But like, there's a there's a lot more of of, of kind of stuff like that. You know, and the, the crazy thing is, I trust somebody better, more, who says, hey, I was wrong on this thing before, and now I see this, and this is where I am on now. Somebody who updates their thinking and I would rather somebody who maybe does some every kind of does some maybe wild takes every now and then, but is capable of updating that. Yeah. Than somebody who just tries to pr promote the, oh, no, we're right. Well, we didn't have to talk. It's a really technical restore. What? And it's like, nah, you're you're insincere. I don't trust you. Well, that's kind of like the Bloomberg thing, right? With like, I see this happen on this mentioned on the, the daring fireball all the time because John Gruber makes it a big point. But like mm -hmm. the the big hack story from a few years ago, yep. which uh, uh, was a blockbuster story and then kind of didn't have any evidence to back it up just give everybody a little bit of background on that because that is yeah the, it's funny the so, groomers so bloomberg that, put but. out this article from 2018 the big hack and it was the idea that china had hidden these very very tiny um spying chips on all sorts of silicon that had been produced in the country and that because of these very tiny almost microscopic chips that China had a backdoor into yeah, they, all sorts they of servers. Apple, everything. Yeah, yeah, it was bombshell, bombshell. Yeah, that, huge, that, that this that this was because China, like, can control anything within China. Uh, uh, that a lot of even these major factories that American companies have very very close relationships, uh, even they subcontract out to certain other companies, and and it was with those overflow. Places that China had been like, no, we're hijacking this and making you put a tiny chip on it, which is uh, an uh, international scandal.
And it that's entirely plausible. Enti- plausible. It, it read it read realistic to me when I first read it for sure. Uh, but then it seemed like there was never substantial evidence to kind of back that up, and there was never any follow-up reporting saying the this hasn't panned out yet. And so I I I think about it a lot because every time John Gruber posts a Bloomberg article, which he still sources, uh, he still points out and says, "Hey, Bloomberg didn't had this huge." Thing, this huge journalistic kind of black mark. Name and- one story that doesn't have conclusive evidence c- involving the Chinese government. Name one <laughs> other story yeah, that, 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 that could else. benefit from further illumination by the Chinese government. Yes. One more. And the, the issue in the Bloomberg was that like they made statements about Apple and other stuff. And then on scrutiny for backing this up or you know, can anybody, nobody else could back and nobody else could come forward on that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, uh, versus another certain story on China, which everybody wants to ignore. I, you know, it's um, really put a pin in that one. Uh, um, I know <laughs> the decline of box office revenue from American movies. That's the real scandal. Uh, I, I, I want to, I want to suggest too, like I, like one of the things that like, you know, my girlfriend, Beyonce studies film and stuff. And I say the thing you got to be careful of whenever you watch somebody or read somebody's bio story, you know, the, their origin story. Yeah. It's always a fabrication. Maybe it's using things, but it's always, it's always structured into a narrative that's more compelling for us to like. And we were watching, you know, Quentin Tarantino talk and he goes, ah, you know, my first film pulled, you know, my first film Reservoir Dogs. And I'm like, it's not his first film. It's it's not. And, And it is the way he phrased it. You know, the first film, he said the first produced film. So everybody thinks, Reservoir Dogs is the first film. Everybody has in their head that Reservoir Dogs is the first film because that's what he wants, and he's brilliant, and he's a genius and all that. And then they'll go like, well, yeah, he did a short film before. No, he did a feature-length film prior to that called My Best Friend's Birthday, which at the t- when he was younger and talked about it, I was like, yeah, it was horrible, but I learned so much about film, watching everything he did wrong, and then he made Reservoir Dogs. And it's a great story, but he doesn't want that movie up there with the rest of his movies, but to the point that if nobody, it's memory hold. Like we just, people are yeah. ghastly. Like, oh yeah, he just popped up. First thing he ever made was rubber dogs. He never had to learn. Well, and the the moral question uh, is is confusing and tickles my brain in a weird way. Uh, for example, uh, at the end of um, uh, 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 John Ronson's book, uh, uh, So You've Been Publicly Shamed, uh, he talks about, People try to rehabilitate their online persona. People who are known for their one-note nasty, nasty moment or whatever, where it's like if you know you try to go on a date, somebody Google's your name, and uh, um, uh, in this case, it was the story of um, uh, man. I've already forgotten it, but uh, there there was somebody who took a dumb photo of appearing to scream and be disrespectful at a, uh, a military graveyard that said, please show respect, right? I mean, that yeah. was the whole point of the joke was was to be, it was a dumb thing. But instead, everyone's like, you know, well, this veteran, and it became a pile-on and a terrible moment for her. And uh, there are these companies that, that you hire to rehabilitate your online image and to uh, 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 oh, build... Oh, like emergency crisis. Uh, yeah, yeah. PR. So, so b- basically, uh, what they do is they they coax the Google algorithm into uh, making enough other stuff with your name 
interesting that 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 it drifts away of and in that case it's kind of a heartwarming tale because you know uh, normally their service costs you know hundreds of thousands of dollars like two hundred thousand dollars because they they hire somebody to write a blog for you and and to do multiple websites mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and uh, link to relevant articles so that when you type your name in google it goes to the right place instead of the thing where the whole world is angry and shouting at you. Uh, and that fe- felt good. However, there's a, a, a I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, The Secret. Uh, there was somebody who was on The Secret who had uh, an attract money seminar where you would pay thousands of dollars to come and ride around in his uh, Rolls Royce collection uh, and talk about all the money you want to have. Yeah. And then you would attract money that way magically. And, um, uh, the, uh, 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 it was really appalling because like the Google autocompletes would immediately say this person and, uh, uh, is a scam or is, you know, yeah. whatever, uh, the reviews, all the Amazon reviews for the books are like this, this, this book is, you know, the, these trash, blah, blah, right, blah. right, right. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and I was like, uh, uh, uh wild, uh, and then years later, now when you search this person's name and you search on those books and you look at the reviews on Amazon, it's nothing but but three and a half, four star reviews. And there's uh, uh, the S word has been completely detached from uh, uh, from his name, and he's still collecting money to tell people how to make money. Think about having money. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and uh, it kind of overlaps a little with um, the EU sort of right to be uh, forgotten. Be, be thing. forgotten, yeah, right. Which is often used by people who maybe would like to know had you know was a scammer and stuff. And that's the problem with it. I have a fun personally have a fundamental issue with the right to forgotten because it's telling other people, no, you can't remember this. Um, you are you familiar with the uh, interplanetary file system? No, no. So this is a really cool, when we hear about Web3 stuff and blockchain and all this sort of stuff is we kind of often, we just think about cryptocurrencies when there's so much more stuff going on in there, which is like drives me up the wall because it's like one thing sucks all the, you know, the attention out of the room when there's amazing, really cool stuff that's going on out there that just doesn't get, because I feel, oh, the price of this, it's like, okay, let's talk about the really cool technology layer. Interplanetary file system is... Let's say I have, I create a photo, I have a photo, okay? I can compress it and create a hash that's not really, it's a hash that's a unique ID, a fingerprint, that data from that photo. If I change one pixel and I try to create that hash again, that hash will be different. You can't create the same hat. Well, you could, but like trillions and trillions and trillions of chances, uh, there's like, you know, you really, you could take a billion photos, change one pixel in each one, take billion of the same photos, change a pixel, random pixel in each one of them, and create hashes from them, and they're all going to be different hashes. You, you follow? Yeah. It's yeah. a way to okay. – so what that means is if I create a document and I create a hash, and this is basic cryptography. If I create a document, create a hash from it, if I compare that document in you know the hash to it to the original hash to the number or the sequence, I can tell if it's faked or if it's the original one. You follow? Okay. Right. So, what so, IPFS, so, so in other words, uh, uh, the benefits of NFTs are the blockchain, but 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 with uh, uh, m- more traditional cryptography. Right. So what you can do is 
you can create a, instead of having a file system where everything's sort of like it's on this server, it's in this folder, you just create an item that has a hash, that has this hash, right? And anybody could store that item. It doesn't matter where you get it. You'll notice that item because you get that photo, that document, whatever, and you could use the converter to say, no, this hash is different. This isn't what I asked for. So you can tell. So the idea of the IPFS is it's this cloud that you can store stuff. It uses this, there's, you know, Filecoin, there's different things to way to pay for it. But basically if you go to web3.storage, they're offering a thing where you can store two terabytes for free, um, not a plug, but what you do is your data gets converted, each item into a hash. You have your data and there's a hash that represents the location rather where, you know, the, if, so if I go to any cloud server and I say, give me this hash, it will give me that data. And I know it's that document because I can look at that document's actual converted into a hash to get it, if you follow. So the beauty of this is that you can, things that, things that get in demand, if I go to a server and I ask for this image and I keep asking for it, it starts to coast it and it starts to spread and kind of think of like, kind of like torrents work to an extent yeah. and all that, but you have the idea of this, this hash or the idea, you know, it's the version, you know, that that's the original one. So if you, if Washington Post had to publish an article and went back and changed that article, you would know, cause like, oh, this is a different hash. Yeah. I, I think that there's, I mean, uh, obviously I think that there's probably a longer conversation we can have about web three. That is, that is uh, fascinating because I, I think that, that there is, uh, I am, I am, I am bullish on the idea that we are going to see more and more of it. But, uh, I, I do like the concept of like, well, how permanent do we want things? Like how, uh, how much, uh, uh, do we care about permanence on the internet? Because I think, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're coming to a point now, an inflection point where I think we, we kind of want maybe a little bit more of it, at least for some things. Like, cause I do, I, I do believe Andrew that, that, uh, you know, honesty and consistency is, is really important. <laughs> like it, it needs to be a near religious tenant in certain, uh, parts of our society up to and including the news. Then we could start. Yeah. From there, from, uh you know, we've had a problem with research journals and uh, one, you know, finding these things later on, where did that, you know, vanishing information that again, bringing it back to the current situation, the crisis we're in where things were supposed to be online and readily available weren't. Um, and when you move to systems or you move to the idea of saying, okay, if this is publicly available, it's in publicly available forever. That was sort of the beautiful thing about the Wayback machine was the idea that, you know, starting off try to save as much stuff as you can you think of what a helpful tool that is because yeah once something's gone it could be gone and and we don't know what we don't know it's a stupid phrase but it's really true and we don't we history is us trying to pick up pieces and fragments and stuff and using our own biases to reconstruct what we think really happened but you know nothing beats data and if we're losing that data that's hard you know, imagine yeah, imagine like I'm like the Steele dossier is a great example because I imagine trying to follow the narrative now of what happened and what was going on, and you know most people don't realize like that thing was completely debunked, unsubstantiated, et cetera. But this really for over a year with the media was taken by this, and we've moved right on by, which it should be scary because the next thing that comes along that may be true. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, uh... The, the the implications of that idea was were so electric, were so newsworthy, if true, that I think we've we've kind of uh, moved past the idea that it wasn't. 
<laughs> just kind of remembers the sugar rush of like, ooh, but maybe, uh, uh, despite the fact that it, it, it seems specious in the moment and, and it didn't get any more solid. And I, frust- I think the frustrating part is we cared because of sensationalism and not because of the implication. The, the idea that, you know, how corrupt can politicians be? How, how, how much is foreign policy dictated by, you know, other influences and stuff? Yeah. And we kinda, and we- I, I, think, I think also the, the, the reason why that took off and had a life of its own was because it, it fed many masters because it was also, look, that was the greatest upset in political and presidential election history from, from my perspective. Uh, and there were a lot of people that were like, well, Why? Why? How and why yeah. did this crazy thing happen? And so a crazy outcome might require a crazy explanation. Uh, well, uh, it, yeah, and I, I think what's interesting, two things that kind of think I think of as like, like we watched like the Hunter Biden story not get covered at all, right? To the point that that is nobody even really acknowledges that was a story anymore, even though that turned out to be everything that was pretty much said seemed to have been true. What the implications are of that? Including those pictures. Religion, I, Hachi, machi. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You know, like I'm. It's not my place to say like what was really intent, what was the real intention there. I don't. I don't know. But I'd say it was that was fascinating because that was a story that got memory hold and then no longer in the discussion. And then I was thinking about this today because somebody I know who's really smart was asking on Twitter. I was like, like, hey, what are what are some? Is there any good book about the origins of the pandemic? And I'm like, well, of course. You know, Matt Ridley and Elena Chen's book and this. And then I'm like. Well, this person's Twitter is different than my Twitter. Like they're not reading every day. Like, hey, we just found this redacted statement from these people trying to get a statement to to promote the idea that it was natural, even though they thought that it was or you know could be lab leak and all. That. I'm like, holy cow! Like that whole the the bunch of different world. Re, everybody's reality is different, which you kind of know. But that's even people I interact with. I think, oh, they're the same page. Like, no, they're not. Yeah, man. I know one way we can all get on the same page. I know. Well, the one thing that we can all agree on is that your reality is defined by patreon.com slash weird things. Think not to the left, right, north or south of patreon.com slash weird things. It is the all-encompassing answer to your life. Patreon.com slash weird things. If you ever want to know... Where the true light of the divine shines upon you, you will know that it originates at patreon.com slash weird things where you can keep this show going by giving us money and get early access to the After Things podcast, patreon.com slash weird things. There was a credible AM radio ad. You yeah. are, you, <laughs> you can only uh, hope the know the power of patreon.com slash weird things by the time that you shuffle loose this mortal coil. You, every moment you're not there, you're sad. Patreon.com slash weird things. Hey, Brian. Yep. Hold up your hand. I want you to do this. Yeah. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Hold up your hand. Yep, okay, yeah. You okay. Right. Yeah. Do you have a piece of paper? Uh, uh, I do. I, I do. Here. Yeah. Uh, yes. I want you to take your hand. I want yeah. you to take the piece of paper, and I want you to slice right through that piece of paper. Wait, with my hand? With your slice, just slice right through it. Okay. Slice right through. Okay. No, no, with your hand, like yeah, like that. Just like a chop. Slice. Okay, chop it. I gotta get a chop paper it and pie. slice I'm it. Get a- chop yeah. it and slice it, Doug. Chop, 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 chop. Damn, you didn't do it. Uh, oh, he's uh, uh, oh knocked off. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Kind of feel like it's cheating. Well, I don't want to get a paper great. cut. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what happened for me, by the way, is the Skype cut out in the middle of that. So I see Brian hit it and it freezes and it cuts to him holding a piece of the paper and so 
Uh, that kind of stuck, Brian. Um, let me ask you a question. Um, Damn. When you would you slice pizza with your hand? Are your kids happy? Do they think you do a good job? Uh, no, no. Uh, when you slice it with your hand, so you make like a like a karate chop on a on uncut pizza, and you slice it with your hand. Well, I I I must admit, I very rarely cut things in half do you, with do your my kids hand. say hooray or cut pizza well thank I, I god can't, I, daddy I, I, had a data had a hand that's swift well uh, uh i don't think that would be very sanitary also or, i mean you'd wash or, your or, hand or, first you disgusting jamoke i yeah. also don't think it'd be very effective is what i'm trying to get oh. at. I, I think that's not a very good way well, to cut Slices of pizza. It's a little self-defeating. Who are you, Boba Fett? Uh, <laughs> I wah, will. Wah. I will cut this pizza with respect. Right. 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 <laughs> well, from a research paper called the paper title of the paper, "Survival to Ampute- Amputation Pre-Antibiotic Area: A Case Study from a Longboard Necropolis." Which, anytime you have Necropolis in this cool. Damn. Long story short, between the sixth and eighth century, they found a guy that had been buried. And uh, was missing his arm, but you know what? Where where his arm was? A knife, knife blade, knife Damn. blade. Evidence for a prosthetic. He literally had a prosthetic knife. That's no, oh, that's awesome. Uh, 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 my name is Doug Knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I cut off my hand when I was do you, fifty-one, do you so I could have know a knife. Why hand. they call me Doug Knife? <laughs> <laughs> is it because your knife hand, Doug? Oh, how'd you get it, Doug Knife? Pleased to meet you. Don't make me shake your knife hand again, Doug. So what? Uh, 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 was it strapped on? Was it bonded to the bone? Well, you or? can see it, they right? Found it, they found evidence in there of like what looked like in the shoulder, like lesions and stuff there. The, the bone looked like it had been closed in because of this. And they found they, in one, one of his teeth, like it found like an abscess. because The assumption is that he would be pulling on a strap to tighten it. This mm. is what you do. And so there was a lot of forensic evidence. And the theory is, again, Science is making assumptions based upon a bunch of different pieces of information. Yeah. And the assumption here was dude had a knife hand. I mean, if uh, I mean, think about it. It's like uh, uh, nowadays. Oh, I do, Brian. Just do. just 30 years ago, if you were missing a hand, you would get a, a, a literal hook. You would have a hook hand. Yeah. Uh, 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 but uh, I mean, in this time and place, I would imagine if you're surrounded by enough uh, uh skullduggerous rogues you'd be all like no i don't want a hook i want a, i literally Skull, want to be able to stab them skullduggerous rogue how do we know this man wasn't a butcher <laughs> i mean like like there's a lot of there are ways that you can effectively use a knife hand that aren't for holding example, maidens at knife point for example a butcher <laughs> right uh, all right and uh, and also a, 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 a delicatessen <laughs> guy <laughs> And uh, his hand is a mandolin. A short, a short bread salesman (laughs) wants to give samples. This is before the invention of sliced bread. Yes. This is back when bread slicers could what could be a full time. Oh, they come from position. yeah, from okay. miles around. Yeah. Like other like, like damn, you I've got, been eating I've been eating this shit by the loaf. <laughs> you gotta you gotta see the way this guy slices. He's a slicer and a dicer.
So, Brian, you feeling a little inadequate there? Uh, Come on, man. You just had a birthday. I know that you're looking for a present. What do you say? We, we take a little uh, <laughs> take a little something off the left hand I mean, and throw, a, do, do, well, well, throw, I mean, throw a little it, knife on there. I'm right-handed, and if I'm going to have a, a, a knife for a hand, I want that to be the more dexterous hand. You know. So you would use it on the right, not the left? Well, I mean, wouldn't that be if, if you're actually going to use it? I mean, what do you do? You use a knife left-handed? You're going to give yourself the stranger for the rest of your life? Ooh. Well, I mean, Ooh. look, am I, am, no longer the stranger. Am I, am I, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> am I committing to this bit or not? Is, is, is the question is like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to swap, if I'm going to swap a hand for a blade, let me ask you it's a question. It's going to be the best hand so that the blade can be the best blade. How much would you like to switch your job to be a butcher? <laughs> <laughs> not very much. What do you I'm think about Boris? I advise head? you not do this. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say you should rethink this. You like, know what? Actually, I don't mind being a, a good <laughs> YouTuber and podcaster, yeah. but a very bad butcher who uses his hands yeah. to just kind of just tear off hanks of of meat. Yeah, <laughs> not meat slices. You're just... No, meat hanks. That's <laughs> his, that's the name of his butcher. <laughs> His butchery is called I'm, Meat Hanks. I'm the least popular of Tom's children. Exactly. Uh, old Meat Hanks. Yeah, you're, 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 you're Chet's younger brother. <laughs> yes. So, pro-con. <laughs> Pros. You're oh. a butcher. Uh, con. You, High sodium. Yeah, hard on <laughs> Tinder dates to explain that one. Or to use Tinder. It's very difficult to Or to, to use Tinder. Yeah, it tends to be a two-handed situation. A very high screen protector budget <laughs> every week. Oh, yeah. Your you're really... bio just reads, I have a knife for a hand. <laughs> Into that? <laughs> so, so, I mean, so, there's, I'll there, bet there's you. Actually, I, I feel like you'd, yeah. you'd, I think you'd do well. It's a certain clientele, but you'd clean up. <laughs> So yeah, I'd say the cons are that you have a knife for a hand instead of a hand. <laughs> we're we're having some you, uh, we're having some network oh, issues okay. at <laughs> the moment. Sorry. Uh, uh, what? Uh, bring us back, Andrew. Here out there in Texas. Yes. So when you look outside there in the fields, let me ask you: uh, How many herd of conga do you have? Uh, sorry, herd of conga. Herd of conga. No, you can't deny it any longer. You are looking at a herd of conga. I don't know what a conga is. I don't know if I should be lightly. Maybe a very rude word I'm saying. Conga? A herd of conga? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean to tell me here you are, Texans, you don't have any conga at all? No conga. I, I, can't, I can't see a herd of conga. I mean, I, I, maybe. I'm new, though. I, uh, nobody likes me. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. A Whataburger from uh, Who's you, Your Mama? You, you, you were born here in Texas. I was. And allegedly I'm not allegedly. Uh, but you've alleg lived here a lot longer than I have. Yeah. Would you call it living if you've never even seen a conga? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Hold on, Andrew. I'm, I'm sensing that there's more to this story than we've been made aware of. <laughs> what the hell's I heard of conga? Well, a conga. Well, it's a conga. Let's talk it's about a, a conga. You know what a conga was? Um, you ever like? You know, like there's the thing before the thing, you like know, an appetizer. The, <laughs> like, a, like, a, 
proto. You know, you, you had to have like we had sidekicks before we had iPhones. Yes, of <laughs> yes, course. Yes, yeah. Yes. You know, like ah, this is cool. It's amazing. Like, no, it's crap. It's complete garbage. But ah, it's amazing. So before we had horses, domesticated horses, somebody took a Syrian ass. Yeah. A wild donkey. Apparently they just met, they hooked up, and they had a baby. And people are like, that baby is really cool. That baby is like strong, and you can ride it, and it's useful. Yeah. That was a Kunga. Wait, uh, and, and how, how many, uh, 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 two questions. Number one, uh, do uh, are they extinct, and uh, uh, how long ago were they, were they bred? <laughs> Considering we're looking at a pile of bones. <laughs> I love it. That's what Price pulls up as Brian's asking the question. Is it extinct? Here's a picture. Here's a story about this where the lead art is a pile of bones. <laughs> if anyone was unsure that this am show I, is unscripted. I, 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 I don't, I don't <laughs> think like, you know, there's, there, there's an only Kunga's uh, uh, Instagram <laughs> that is like inspiring with Walt every Whitman hour. poetry <laughs> over, uh, superimposed uh, over a smiling Kunga. Uh, 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 don't punish my inquisitive nature. <laughs> uh, uh, so I think they're dead. Much like the um, knife hand man. <laughs> and yet his legend lives on. <laughs> I don't know that because they're, you know, the breeds, I don't know that you couldn't have a Kunga right now. Because, like, literally, I think that you can. You know, take a donkey and probably, you know, I, I don't, we, I don't we, know. we have I, all the breed it with dead ass. We, 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 all, we have all the ingredients for a kunga, uh, and and somebody could, uh, <laughs> like, like, like they discovered an old uh, a IPA ale recipe or something. Yeah, we're like we're gonna remake it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I want. I would say, do we know what what the closest direct lineage is? Like, is there is there a? I mean, is, well, I'm like sure that the there's Syrian some... wild ass. Okay, that that that, that, that might that might just 1927. Oh damn! Wow, damn. So relatively recent. We have that DNA. You get it. Yeah, and you could because then it's like a donkey. You could have a conga. I mean, yeah. like, you, today you, you could make one. But because it would be a hybrid, it, it can't. It wouldn't be able to reproduce. Correct. Just took a DNA test. Not found necessarily. I'm 100 oh, really? percent wild conga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, uh, not wild ass. Okay, uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, you can not not. You know, a number of hybrids can reproduce. Oh, okay. I I always I I just thought if you if it was a hybrid, it was going to be sterile. Yeah. God, uh, but, God, but yeah, God comes were, down and says, "Yeah, you. Hey, that's my job." The, oh, okay. These were one-offs uh, because. Basically, they had to like they would take like hey, I'll take a we'll take a wild ass stallion. New York Times for you, a wild <laughs> ass stallion and a donkey. Um, so basically, what they did is that was you had to eat produce each one, or you'd have to like get those two together. But that you can get hybrids that are reproducible. But anyhow, okay. um, kind of like what we are in a sense. Um, but they say this was the first animal to be bioengineered forty five hundred years ago. In uh, wow. a mix of female donkeys and male Syrian asses, were powerful, expensive animals were bred 4,500 years ago in Mesopotamia. So they, we've found mentions of them. We know, like, there was a lot more ass back in the you know olden times, Hell you know, donkeys yeah. and stuff. You would just use horses for everything, you know. But 
every now and then you'll see a donkey in a movie or something. Like, oh yeah, donkeys are a thing. We use those too. Like donkeys, donkeys are cool. They're beasts of burden, right? Moving things mm-hmm. here, hither and yon. You know, maybe a turnip, the uh, thing so, behind it, bringing it to the market. <laughs> <laughs> you know what donkeys are up to? These things. You've you've trained me to not not say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like I did talk about my knife hand. (laughs) Well, yeah. What would you do with it though? Like (laughs) I know what I do with it now. (laughs) So here's 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 my favorite paragraph from this one. Syrian wild asses were captured and kept in captivity. The New York Times notes this is based New York Times article. Even though they were difficult to conquer, Eva Marie Gigul. Uh, Giegel, a specialist in ancient genomes at the University of Paris and one of the scientists who carried out the study, says that the director of a zoo in Austria where the last captive Siri wild asses died, described them as furious. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I oh, will God. not stand like, for this. God this damn sucks. Damn it. <laughs> I, am, I am furious right now. I am the last Syrian wild ass, and I'm not going to take it. Can I, can I chop off a hoof? I'm going to get a knife, knife hoof. Or just, or just file it down to a point. Yeah, drag it on a twenty thousand foot whetstone. Just take. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I would like to pay uh, twenty doubloons to have my hoof sculpted into a permanent middle finger. You think it was just like ah? I hate this. It sucks. <laughs> All my uh, everyone's dead. I hate ah. being a hybrid. Ah. Oh man, so much genetic fury. Ah. Looking at this. Uh, Looking at the black and white photo of the uh, Syrian wild ass. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a beautiful creature. It's, it's neat. It's a give me that ass shot. Uh, we would me... we, we would show it, but we would break the internet. Yeah, no, let's go. That let's break TOS. And show that black <laughs> oh and white God. ass. I Damn, that's I... some skinny legs on that ass. <laughs> There's another one. Look at another one. Uh, a little galloping. Little little. Yeah, it's yeah, trotting a little bit. It's tiny. Can you just move this curse, just uh, the scroll up, up and down as fast as you can? <laughs> now shake like, that ass, yeah, pick. Yeah, Let right. me see what you got. <laughs> shake that. <laughs> hey, uh, you know the James Webb Space Telescope is twenty-three days into its twenty-nine-day journey to Lagrange Point Two. They found any ass yet? <laughs> space ass? Any space ass out there? <laughs> Is it furious? <laughs> furious space ass. That means in only a week. It was led by the Astro Man. <laughs> Looking for asteroids. <laughs> Find out about the Big Bang. Yeah. Sun. Sun. <laughs> Not participating. No. Oh, you're the one wow. Above it. You're the one above it. <laughs> it's been a while since we've gotten a too silly from Andrew. I don't do puns. I just don't no, do puns. No, he's out. <sighs> he's out on it. Uh, anyway. Uh, James Webb Space Telescope. What's up? Uh, it's it's, it's almost, out there. It's still almost, out there. It's almost there. It's, it's still unfurling. Doing some work. It's making its way downtown. It's walking uh, fast. Yes, yes. It's a uh, asses pass. All right. <laughs> you guys want to? And he's like range bound. <laughs> Wait, let's do. What do we? Uh. All right. Uh, what are we? What? Let's look at like the James Webb like best thing things we're hoping it'll see. Let's yes. see. Let's look mm. James Webb. Mm-hmm. 
first space <laughs> band yep. with with a nice that hand. damn B Carol Baskin. Jeez. <laughs> All right, let's see the observer what they plan to observe. They had one thousand one hundred seventy-two proposals they received for what they wanted to go look at. Um, oh, like they surveyed people to find out yeah. what it is they wanted well, to find. Probably had scientists submit stuff. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> open. I would love. I'm sorry. I would I would love, love it if it's at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> we surveyed one hundred people at the mall. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, show me a star. <laughs> it's twenty billion dollars, and it belongs to you. Like, it does. Like for boat. Like McBody McFace face or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Bodie McBode face. Yeah. Uh, 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 sorry, I mean, I, 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 it sounds like you actually have real answers. I have a description of what uh, one of the people working on the project, uh, operations project, says about the first photo. You ready to hear him describe what the first images are going to be like? Yep. Yeah. The first images are going to be ugly. It is going to be blurry. Yeah. We'll have 18 of these little images all over the sky, he told reporters during a live stream press conference. Uh, and so, because they have to then, you know, adjust that. So it's not like they pop it up and like, ah, oh, we found a new galaxy. It's more like, it's, what am I looking at? And so they'll have to calibrate it. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, it, you said it was 18 of the of, of, of these hexagons that uh, get, get focused. Is that what it is? I presume that's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah and and each one uh, is going to be like imagine having eighteen eyes and all of them are crossed, and it's like okay, keep your eyes, keep your eyes covered, 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 and look at the heavens, <laughs> and it's like it's going to be so much nonsense. Uh, I wonder. Uh, uh, it's probably I don't know if it's easy to find or whatever what the um, kind of centering uh, objects are that they're going to try to uh, align everything up to like if, if you know like the Andromeda galaxy or something. Oh, uh, NASA has a, a statement about what they're they've chosen a number of projects. I haven't said which ones are going to be um, one of the most widely anticipated areas of research by Webb is to study planets orbiting other stars. When such an exoplanet passes in front of its host star, starlight filters through the planet's atmosphere, which absorbs certain colors of light depending on the chemical composition. Webb will measure this absorption using its powerful infrared spectrographs to look for the chemical fingerprints of the atmosphere's gases. Astronomers will initially train their gazes onto gaseous Jupiter-sized worlds like WASP-39b and wasp 43B, and because they're easier targets to which apply this technique. The result will help guide observing strategies for smaller, mostly rocky, and more Earth-like super-Earths where atmospheric composition may give hints of a planet's potential habitability. Webb will also peer into the distant universe, examining galaxies whose light has been stretched into infrared wavelengths by the expansion of space. This infrared region is beyond what Hubble can detect. Galaxy clusters are particularly rich sources of targets since the cluster's gravity can magnify light from more of the distant backgrounds. DDERS observations will target regions of the sky already examined by Hubble's programs, such as the Galaxy Cluster, MAC SJ0717.5 plus 3745, etc. Sorry. Uh, well, so uh, what? One thing that that uh, was mentioned earlier in there is that they, I guess, they have a number of possible targets to start with. Uh, but what my my silly brain translated that as is. You're telling me you sent this thing up and you don't even know what you're going to point it at, uh, and then and then it suddenly struck me, yeah, because 
That's the point of having a telescope over there is that you could look at literally anything. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to decide. No, you... they have a list of things. They're just not disclosing what they're going to do first because they want to keep that a secret. Okay. So they, 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 they accepted. They got a thousand proposals. They selected from there a list because like that's the purpose of the telescope is you know open research. And so they have the list like these are our first priorities. We're not going to tell you which one gets up first. I, I would also imagine that there's a little bit of keeping your options open based on the fact uh, that, you know, this thing is a miracle of engineering with, what was it, 344 points of failure and so on. So it's like if it, if it you know, spins or whatever happens to be, you know, who knows what might have gone wrong between now and the first image. So, yes, that, like, a, like any good mentalist, uh, you don't reveal what's in the envelope until until the appropriate time. Yeah, but it's NASA. Like, I mean, this stuff they're going to look at was like planned like five years ago. Oh, it all had you to know? be approved in triplicate and had a paralegal allocation and stuff. And and you know, there's going to be that. To your point, Brian, there's going to be that phase of where they have to figure out like the testing and see. Yeah, oh, maybe we'll just aim it here to see what we see. And somebody's like, I got an idea. You know, they have that there, but like. I mean, this is everything like the budget and the cost. Because remember, like, there's the telescope and there's operations on Earth, and so how everything gets budgeted is kind of allocated for project programs. Uh, uh, well, uh, we will all find out together uh, next but, week. But we can find out now what our picks are. Hey, Brian Brushwood. Yes. On your birthday, what's your birthday pick? You got uh, a birthday pick for us? Um, I. I I guess I guess my my pick is I I, I hopped on a, a supersonic jet and flew to uh, London for uh, oh. uh, about uh, uh, two episodes and then flew back to America um, where I I uh, took a peek at the first two episodes of uh, Toast of Tinseltown. Um, <clears throat> to be honest, the new season of Toast, Toast of, of London. London. Uh, right. We're now exiled from. England, uh, uh, and certainly not because Matthew Berry's a lot more busy in America than he is in England these days. Yeah. Now Stephen Toast has made his way to Hollywood. Uh, yes, correct. And uh, I, uh, I think I may just wait until it's available in America to watch it because got to be soon, right? Uh, I would, I would assume they're they're all out in England. But uh, I was really surprised at. I was like, what feels weird about this? And uh, then I figured out that uh, it's got COVID written all over it. And, mm. and that's why everybody is remote from every, you know, I, imagine Toast of London, only everybody's on the phone or on a Skype call yeah. or uh, green screening at each other. And at any given time, there's never more than four people in the same room. Uh, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm really curious to see it eventually, but I don't think I'm going to, rush back to England to go see it. Some some shows have done it better than others. I think the Succession did a great job of of masking the fact that they shot with a lot of COVID restrictions. Uh Hawkeye was really hit or miss on on some things, you know, uh, uh feeling a little bit weird or off because otherwise you would have packed more people into a scene. Uh but but it is, I don't know. Uh, I'm starting to think this COVID thing stinks. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm starting decided. to think it stinks like old trash. I'm against it. I'm I'm not for it. I'm tired of this COVID. <laughs> P U. 
Andrew, you got a pick? I'll go last. Okay. What about you, Justin? Hey, <laughs> Bryce, you got a pick? I got a pick. Sure. I watched this over the weekend. Um, uh, <laughs> there's something strange about 2022. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> so uh, when I was in high school, watching concerts of like J-pop stuff was very difficult. You would have to like, someone would have to buy it and rip it and upload it and you'd have to download it and put yeah. it all together and it would be super illegal. Um, and now they're just, they just put them on like Amazon and stuff. So over the weekend, uh, I watched uh, this really cool concert called Polygon Wave on Amazon Prime Video. Um, let me see if I can maybe pull up a trailer here. Cause they've not... been doing a lot of concert stuff. Cause they, they also did the, the, the Kanye and Drake concert. Mm. Uh, uh, but, but they do a lot of it live streamed and then, you know, just, uh, uh archived. Yeah. And so this is a, a live concert with a very f- interesting stage design. This was shot in 2021. So because of COVID restrictions, they couldn't have um like a ground they couldn't have a ground level for the audience uh, so they they have this they're in this very tall arena with like three or four mezzanines and the entire floor is a video screen and there's a huge video screen backdrop yeah. um and they do all sorts of really interesting video and and lighting things um and I, and I, I just thought it's very interesting i like the band the band is called perfume if you look it up on amazon it's called polygon wave uh, the they do have a couple of MC segments that are subtitled. Uh, the music you will have to look up the lyrics yourself if you care. Um, What's the MC segment? Uh, like a, the, where they talk to the audience, they try to oh. get everybody hyped up, and they MC uh, MC like a master server. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. NC well, seventeen segment is cool. yeah, good. no children, a couple no children segments. Uh, but there's something interesting. <laughs> There's an interesting thing about it because since they shot it in 2021, one of the restrictions Japan had was you can't like shout. You really kind of can't make I noise. Was, I was literally going to ask you that because uh, uh, that's a thing that's happening with most of the, the the Japanese export that I wind up paying attention to is pro wrestling. Yeah. And they have no cheering crowds. So all shout. they can do is clap. Like, right. That's, that's it. Uh, <laughs> uh, other than that, it is... Uh, 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 you can't do anything. You yeah, can't, and, can't and not only is it a a legal restriction, although I think that has come and gone, but the fans have made the decision that they are not going to do it. It wow. is now like they're self policing that they are only going to clap and not chant. The JSA, and I can't. I can't even do do that. Because I have this knife for this a hand. knife for a hand. Yeah. You can do it once. You just flick it. I can do the knee, the knee slapper. You know, yeah. When I when I went to go perform in Japan, I had one of the the, the booker that sent me there said, "Just so you know, that the, they this is how they they clap. They're not going to cheer or whatever." But I don't know if it was because it was a resort town or what, or my, maybe my charisma. I have no idea. <laughs> but the end of the show, it would I would that was I had the whole the 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 run where they would shout Enderu Enderu, <laughs> which uh, no. I thought was me, but it turns like get the ape boy off the stage. But, <laughs> no, I I found when I when we went. To Tokyo to see wrestling, uh, they were very, very respectful of hierarchy. So they were, no matter how good things were, like in America or uh, you know Europe, uh, uh, if mm. if something is, if the first match that you see is really, really good, you could scream and yell the loudest you'll ever scream and yell at that match. Not so in Japan. In Japan, that they were they were reserve, reserve, reserve. But when we got to the end. It was among the loudest arenas that I that I'd ever uh, uh, been mm. inside of. 
and and so that kind of plays in a little bit with this with this concert film is all of the it took me a few songs before I realized like why does this seem so different and it's because they only clap between songs yeah and so it seems almost like a like a theater production almost because there's not you know they, it's like dance music and so it's normally like a big dance yeah um, it just ends up being and it's it's interesting and so that's on that's on Amazon Prime Video it's called Polygon Wave if you look it up uh, it's kind of neat and. Uh, uh, the other interesting thing about it is if you wanted to see what the 2020 Tokyo Olympics opening ceremony would have been, you should look at these perfume concerts because they and the team that they work with were working on the original oh, wow. 2020 Olympics uh, opening ceremony. So, so some of this stuff might luckily, have just been ripped from stuff they couldn't do during that? or uh, s- Certainly the tools that they used to yeah. make some of the stuff and some of the concepts, some of the... Yeah. Because they're a very high tech group because they don't, they don't sing, so they have to put a lot of effort into dancing and and uh visual they designs sing? they don't sing because it's they 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 lip sync because it's very like dance and electronic wait, wait, wait no but have they sung the songs before uh, like uh, they don't sing live they don't sing live gotcha yes okay. sorry oh, yeah. not <laughs> yes, really no, that's not right. it may be but it's not no, yeah we it is like they definitely don't sing live because there's so yes. much processing but Which, they they do record vocals in general most most dance centric acts do not sing yeah live uh so that's that's my pick yeah uh justin or andrew uh i'll go okay there's a uh a network called home box office and <laughs> i oh, love it boy do they got two shows that i like but i'm just gonna shout out this one uh uh no bryce it's not the righteous gemstones. It's Peacemaker. Oh. If, if, if you watch James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, you were introduced to the character, the Peacemaker, played by John Cena. Uh, and apparently James Gunn was so fascinated and loved the Peacemaker so much, he wrote a, uh, a series on HBO for it. And uh, it's really fun. I mean, I've, 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 I've looked for... John Cena is a really, really funny actor. Uh, he he has a great sense of humor. He's charismatic and he's very funny. But there hasn't really been the thing that kind of I think takes advantage of uh, the, the the kind of John Cena of it all. Uh, and and I think ha- playing a very earnest character like Peacemaker is, who is very funny and warped and weird is uh, uh, very much taking advantage of, of all the things that kind of make John Cena a really funny performer. Uh, if you like James Gunn's humor, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's all there. Um, Does it connect to the Suicide Squad film? It, to, it, yeah, it, it literally picks up where the after credit scene of the Suicide Squad oh, left right off, which was uh, uh, you know, Peacemaker-centric. Uh, and then and then goes from there using the characters and plot lines that were set up in in the Suicide Squad, but that that's spelled out for you in a in a you know a, a pre scroll at the beginning. If if you didn't see it, you don't you don't need to see the Suicide Squad. It'll it'll catch you up. Is, is it all out or is it a weekly thing? It's that's the one thing about this home box office price. See, they don't they don't do the binge. You got even though because this is an HBO Max. Yeah, but even then, I think Max Max. Doles them out one by one. Interesting, because they didn't do that with Search Party, which also just came out. But yeah, it looks like they're doing weekly. Wow. Yeah. But did Search... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. And then I meanwhile... Know. I don't know. Like, uh, Gemstones, they did first two 
then and then week weekly. Yeah, it's crazy. You can do anything HBO. now. Yeah, although I think that they did the first two just because they fit far better as two episodes back to back than uh, than before. Then they 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 just did one. The first one was like okay, but when you put them with the other one, then you kind of what's going on. Uh, Andrew, big fan, loving that, loving that season, loving this season so far of Righteous. But mm, Bryce made a face. Bryce, well, Bryce, wait, do you not like Righteous Gemstones? I do like Righteous Gemstones. I will, this is, I this will, is a lot of Don't make paranoia. me get Brian's knife hand. This is a lot of paranoia being spread. Hey, hey! Where'd I just you, saw this. Where'd you put the stuff? Uh, Andrew, uh, we've now all given our picks. You're the last pick to be given. What are you going to pick? My pick is Witcher Season 2. Yeah! Uh, loved it, loved it, loved it. Season 2, particularly in fantasy shows, are often super hard. You could tell that there's even a one-line thing about, yeah, uh, the thing where one verse and the other verse were in different time. You know, it would obvious after the fact that they were different timelines, but clearly it was confusing. You know, and like they acknowledge the problem with season one with the weird timelines. Yeah, um, Witcher, Witcher is great because Witcher is about this dude that kills monsters and they've got yes. prophecy and they got backstory. They got all that. Sometimes a little bit, I mean, a little prophecy heavy, but there's always monsters to kill. And I you're was never, very, and they were innovative. You're, nev- you're never far away from a big old monster. that This man's going to stab right in the face. It's great. Yeah, that's, that's one prophecy you can always rely on is that there's about to be a monster. Well, and that's, you know, it's going to stab shows him. knowing what the hell they are. Just, uh, especially in this era where there's so much content and you get a lot of stuff and some of it might be half baked or whatever, but like uh Witcher Kings to you gemstones, like, you know, th- th- this season, you know, has, has a, a whole mechanic to it that it's like, Oh wait, you realize now that you've seen another season of, of righteous gemstones, you're like, Oh, you tend to mostly think of the comedy because the characters are so funny, but this show has always relied on a kind of mystery plot. Like, and now we have another little mystery plot, like that's going to unfold. That's fun. That's great. It's a sign that the creators know what the hell they're doing. And for you, I say, bless you shows that know what the hell you're doing. I Um, love you. So my concern is, did you watch the trailer for the spinoff? Of The Witcher? Uh, at the very end, and I could not give less of a less of a yeah. rat's ass. They're, yeah, they're doing a spinoff series of The Witcher called Blood Origin, um, which I watched it, and I saw that, and at first I'm like, wait, is this a Wheel of Time like preview or this? And then I'm like, no, it's the... And I'm like, there is this... I hope it's good, and I'll give it a chance, but man, there is this... There's a lot. Game of Thrones brought beget a lot of other fantasy shows. Yeah. Some of these fantasy shows feel like, yeah, we got some locations and, you know, Czechoslovakia we can go shoot at. You know, let's get some material, put some people in peasant clothes and have them wander around with some swords and every now and VFX some magic. You know, like, I'm just. (laughs) Bada big bang, bada boom. Yeah. Boom. Epic. Everybody, you're done. Yeah, so. that's what they loved about it, right? That's what they want. You have somebody go like, mm, "Not in my kingdom," and have somebody else say, <laughs> "Like, like well, I didn't, I didn't tell the truth sad. at all." Yeah, exactly. And then you go like, "Ah!" 
on. And, and then uh, everybody has the magic shooty fingers. And uh, you add in a couple of knife hands, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Well, dragons have been done, so this dragon is furry. I don't know. Furry dragons? Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching, like, you know, you watch Witcher, which is part of the story is, ah, the, the, the hunting down of the chosen one, the prophecy you could bring about her destruction, which is fantasy trope. But it's a guy, the, the narrative is, here's a guy that's job is killing monsters. Cool. And then a Wheel of Time, which has got like 20 of those books, whatever, and I started watching that, and it's like, yeah, we got to hunt down the person in the prophecy who could bring about our destruction. Yeah, but you know, first like, we got to find some space greasers to hire. All right. All right. Settle down. <laughs> Yeah. No, well, settle down. Yeah, you're going to settle down about the space greasers. <laughs> Justin is ruling with respect right settle now, Brian. Yeah. Respect yeah. the respect. Um, respect no. me. Respect I'm me. afraid. I have not watched anything of Boba Fett. Uh, that, that's why I'm trying to. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we don't I'm working hard. We have I'm to get out of here. <laughs> we got to get out of here, or else we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, if you haven't watched What If, Marvel What If, watched all of those. Boom. Awesome. So good. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. And. Uh, In- yeah, I, I, I like the idea that it yeah, that it might be an incubator, an incubator yeah. and hint for things. The little, come. little, little soft, not quite spoiler, but for anybody, if you started watching and have a finish, watch them all. Because you know what? They all tie together. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the last thing that I want. <laughs> it sounds like the exact reason I would not want. Well, no, no it's, good. it's good. No, it, it, it's good. No. It's it's very it's, it's very well done. I mean, if. The one thing that I love the most about it is that what if is such a great idea for a rich universe. If you have a rich universe where a lot of things are really interesting, then the idea of, hey, let's tell fun stories, alt stories to these sure. archetypes, that's really cool. Uh, what, the, what, what if ultimately does is also bring cool, interesting ideas to the, the watcher character and that's that's where everything revolves. The, the, the writing's really good. Bryce, you'd like it. Yeah, the, the point is, Bryce, it's not, oh, you have to watch. It's like, oh, and sure. it's like, hey, and then what if we do an episode where these all tie in? And it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a few. But go ahead. Just but are you going to just be like, like, I've seen a few. I'm fresh. I don't just, like it. Just, sorry, what were your thoughts on Foundation again? All right. Stinks. <laughs> did you finish it? Did you finish Foundation? I did not. Yeah. I own up. Did anybody? No, I didn't. Did anybody? I didn't finish Foundation. Nope. Didn't do it. There was a thing with like, we need but, to get the engine or something. I and I was foundation. like, nah, do you? How about I just never watch you again? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you are finished with Foundation. Uh, brushing my hands of Foundation. Get out of here. Know, you know what is finished? What? It's been weird. The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.